Kristen. Hi, Keenan. Hey, how's it going, Kristen? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right today. How about you? Great. Thank you. Awesome. Well, if everybody listening doesn't know, we're going to be talking about CBD. Um, I think it's a great topic. I think it's a great thing that heals a lot of people, and I believe a lot of people need to hear more about it. Um, so you've got you know, a little bit of time to listen to me, and you can listen to Kristen, and we're just going to give you our opinions. We're going to give you, um, we're going to run through a couple of topics and just, you know, give you, give you all the information that you guys want to hear about. Sounds good. So Keenan, um, I think they probably know who you are, but I'm just going to let people know who I am. I'm, uh, I'm the founder of Enliven CBD store, which sells um, CBD products of all different types and formats and strengths and so forth. And uh, Keenan and I connected on the topic of CBD and decided it would be great to do something together. So that's why I'm here. And Keenan, um, when we were corresponding by email, you mentioned, um, you know, having me just talk about my experience with CBD and how I came to be familiar with it and so forth. Correct. I think I'll start by touching on that unless you have something else you'd like to start with, Keenan. No, no, I think, I think that's a perfect place to start. Okay, great. So I um, started using CBD because I had a really bad hip problem. Um, when I would walk any, any length of time, I mean, even just getting up and going to the kitchen, my left hip would give me a lot of pain and I didn't know what it was from. Um, and I still don't know what it was from. It felt, uh, like joint pain, but it came up all of a sudden and it was, um, chronic and, um, I couldn't figure out what to use to make it go away. Advil didn't help. And, um, aspirin and, you know, some of the topical treatments didn't help. Um, and I had heard about CBD, so I thought I would try CBD topical on my hip. And it took about three days of using it twice a day, once in the morning and once in the evening. Mm -hmm. And the pain went away completely. And I was afraid to stop using the CBD because I thought, you know, gosh, I don't want it to come back. Right. And um, for a variety of reasons, I, I took a trip and, and I didn't bring the CBD with me. And I thought, <laughs> oh, no, it's going to come back. And I guess because I had been using it consistently for so um, long, and I want to say it was probably, I don't know, three to four weeks that I had been using it uh, twice a day, it didn't come back. And I don't have to use the CBD on my hip anymore because I don't have any, any more pain. But that made me a believer. And I started looking into um, research that's been done on CBD and mm -hmm. products and so forth. And uh, it had made me a believer. So I decided to, um, you know, get, get a business going and offer it to other people to help other people with their, with their situations. So that, that's my personal experience with CBD. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's, that's really amazing to hear. Um, I, think, I think a lot of people really, really don't know how well CBD works for the body and what it actually does for us. Um, just like me and, um, uh, well, just like you, I also had the reason I started, uh, using CBD was because of pain. Um, you know, I've, I've mentioned it a couple of times. My, I think the listeners now know, um, you know, doing the labor jobs, 
uh, one of the big things that, that would get to me, it was, it was my feet. Um, it wasn't so much when I was on my feet every single day, but it was in, it was in the morning every time I would wake up. Um, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't pain throughout the day, but it was just in the morning, uh, for the first, you know, like 15 minutes, just getting stuff together, you know, in the house and getting changed, showering and just all that stuff. It would, um, my feet would just, and especially my right one, just right, not, not the toes, not the top pad and not the back of the heel. It was kind of right there in that crease. Um, it would just really, it was excruciating pain and then just really, really hurt. Um, and, uh, I, I would say the same too, in about three days was, I, I was using the gummies and I would say about the same, about three days, it, it was a slow progression, but it then just was all of a sudden gone. And, um, I, I used it the whole summer and I was kind of like you to where I didn't want to stop, you know, I didn't know if it would come back. And I can say now I use CBD more on an on and off basis, um, um, you know, because it can be expensive a little bit. Um, so I use it more on an on and off basis. And I don't I don't have that, you know, pain anymore. I, I, I can't remember. I can't re- I can't recall the last time that I that I had that pain. And that's um, that's pretty amazing. It's crazy, you know. Yeah, it's interesting. You mentioned feet. Um, I was just reading um, something about the uh, what are the awards that just happened? The Globe or the Academy or whatever. One of those award shows, and um, there's several stars that were swearing by CBD on their feet. Uh, female stars who had to wear high heels or chose to wear high heels um, were uh, saying that they swore by uh, CBD topical on their feet to prevent their feet from hurting so bad um, while prancing around in the heels. And I used to do, um, before I got my business up and running, I used to do a bunch of odd jobs, labor jobs and so forth. And I did this one um, job working the sugar beet harvest in Montana um, where I had to be on my feet. It was 12 hour shifts, seven days a week for um, about a month of doing this. And I would come home and my feet would just kill me after being on them, you know, for that many hours. And um, again, I used the topical CBD, the same one that I had used on my hip and um, the pain went away. I did have to use it um, pretty much every day after I got off work, but um, the pain would subside and it was amazing. It was wonderful. So it was definitely, um, you know, a, a good tool to use during physical labor. So I, I get what you're Yeah, yeah no, it, it really comes in handy. And um, another thing that I kind of wanted to mention, so currently going on, what, what what's going on in my life is my, my grandmother. She's, uh, she's in a retirement home. Um, she's, oh man, I, I, I think she's a, I think she's about 70. If not, she's right up there in the high 60s. Uh, mm-hmm. Excuse me for anybody that's listening and me not knowing her age. But um, uh, so anyways, so that's her age. Um, she's got emphysema. She's been diagnosed with uh, COPD. Um, and she she lived on her own. And what ended up happening was she tripped. She fell. Um, she ended up using her arms as, you know, uh, a way to break her fall. Uh, well, that obviously, that obviously wasn't, you know, good ended up popping both of her, um, you know, shoulders out of place. Uh, she went to the hospital, 
Um, they tried to get him back into place, you know, just by moving him around. But her skin was so thick, uh, thin that, you know, the skin was tearing. So they had to do surgery. She got through that. Ouch. She ended up moving over to, um, you know, the retirement home where my mom actually works. I spoke about my mom in one case, mm-hmm. I think, in the first uh, episode. And mm-hmm. um, she's 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 a higher up manager over there. And so we got her in over there and it tends, it's about a two minute drive, maybe a minute from my house. It's so, that's nice. Um, so anyways, what I'm getting to is she's in a lot of pain right now. Um, she takes her regular medication that she was taking at the house. I think the only thing that's changed is she's now taking tramadol, um, just to help with the pain. And I was looking into, um, tramadol, um, last night and, you know, I was kind of getting frustrated. I talked to my mom this morning. Uh, I went up there and I was like, man, you know, I wish we could really, uh, you know, introduce this CBD to her. And she's even asked about it herself. Uh, I really wish we could introduce this to her because, you know, with the tramadol, um, it's a pain reliever. But the problem is, is her having uh, emphysema, um, you know, all pain medication tends to slow down the breathing and really mess with the, you know, lungs. And, mm-hmm. you know, with the CBD, it really helps the the lungs, you know, take, uh, you know, reduce that inflammation in the lungs, allowing more airflow. And in that bronchial area, it it really helps out the lungs a lot. And, um, you know, also, obviously, you know, it helps so many other parts in the body and the physiology. Um, So, you know, that's kind of that situation going on with my grandmother. She's just in a lot of pain, you know, and I and I wish that she could, uh, we obviously have to ask her doctor and we have to, you know, wait till to see what he or she says uh, till we introduce it. And, you know, I know my mom's pushing for it. She's trying to, you know, get that under wraps. But it's just, you know, I wish I wish CBD was 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 the first thing that America went to when it pulled, um, you know, which over the counter drug we're going to use for you today, you know, or, or our patients or our patients. Well, that's that's an interesting segue to something that I wanted to to talk about today. And remind me if I if I blank out on one of the parts of it, it's the the grapefruit test. So just remember grapefruit test and remind me about that if I forget. But um, I was doing some research on uh, CBD oil and drug interactions because um, I had gotten some questions from somebody, one of my um, customers about that. And so I started doing a little research on it. And it turns out that CBD oil can interact with, it can. can. Um, And the grapefruit test is how, one of the ways that you can um, find out if it's a, if it's a problem. But first of all, the reason it can interact is that there's a um, enzyme in the liver uh, called the cytochrome CYP450. It's the cytochrome P450 system. And it's responsible for metabolizing potentially toxic compounds, um, including drugs that you're consuming. And if you take certain medications um, that interact with um, CBD or vice versa, um, the degree to which the um, drug, the medication Mm -hmm. um, will work can be um, amplified or reduced and also the side effects can be amplified or reduced. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you can't take um, CBD if you're taking a medication that interferes um, with it, but it does mean that it needs to be regulated by a doctor so that they can adjust the dosage of the medication or, or take you off the medication if the CBD is 
you know, solving the problem, but right. uh, to adjust the dosage of the medication so that it's not causing, um, you know, extra um, in- intensification of uh, results from the medication or side effects. And um, another article that I was reading was talking about how, you know, a lot of doctors aren't familiar with CBD, so um, it's hard for them to evaluate whether or not there's a drug interaction. And one, um, I don't know if it was a doctor or researcher, but they said that um, in a case like this, the, the best way to evaluate that is the grapefruit test. Mm-hmm. There are certain medications that um, if you take them, you can't eat grapefruit or drink grapefruit juice. And the same medications that um, conflict with grapefruit also conflict with CBD. Really? So that's the way you can test it if your doctor is unfamiliar with CBD or you're afraid to ask them about the interaction with CBD for some reason. You can ask them if your medication interferes with um, if grapefruit juice or grapefruit interferes with your medication. And if that's the case, then it needs to be either um, monitored um, by the doctor or um, needs to not be taken, right. you know, to, to prevent the interference. And that's... But I thought that was really interesting and an interesting way to, to find out about um, any potential conflicts. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's crazy. Um, I never, I never knew about the uh, grapefruit test as well as I never, um, no, so I never knew about the grapefruit test, but I did, I did hear a couple of different things, uh, obviously through my ongoing research of CBD and just learning more and more about it. Um, that's why, um, I did always state in the past, you know, you know, that's one of the big things. I think every, every person that, you know, pushes CBD or possibly has a a business in it, if they're right in the mind and they're actually, you know, about CBD and not just trying to make a quick dollar, um, every, every person that's selling it or, you know, is just informing anybody about it. That's one of the first things that they should always say is, you know, be sure to check with your doctor first because, they they know about drug interactions and they just you know they're 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 certified in the field of your anatomy and how everything works yeah you know one of the same articles that talked about um cbd and drug interactions also talked about cbd and alcohol and cbd and caffeine yeah and there were some really interesting things that i found out about um alcohol and caffeine and how cbd works with them and one is that cbd actually um, seems to really be helpful if you are um, uh, in a situation where you consume too much alcohol one night or or you're drinking excessive amounts of alcohol over a period of time. Um, one thing it can do is it, it affects the, we know that CBD affects the CB1 receptor, but the yeah. CB1 receptor is a significant player in reinforcing and motivating attributes of alcohol. So um, it can actually reduce your urge to drink. Um, It also significantly reduces your um, alcohol blood levels. It it reinforces the ability to um, stay off of alcohol. It protects the liver from damage done by binge drinking alcohol. It prevents alcohol-induced neurodegeneration. Yeah. Um, it helps with um, alcohol-induced liver steatosis, metabolic dysregulation, inflammation, um, you know, other 
injuries and bad things that happen to your liver as a result of alcohol intake. Um, and while THC um, is an, is, um, it encourages alcohol consumption, um, CBD decreases it. So it's actually, um, it's, it's being researched as a possible um, uh, way of helping people break free of drinking too much alcohol or drinking alcohol at all. Um, and as a side note, I also read that it's um, there's a company that is trying to develop a formula to help with smoking cessation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you mentioned um, uh, like getting off of um, opiates and opiate opioids and things like that. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say. I'm glad you touched on the alcohol because I know me and Alan and I think I maybe mentioned it by myself. I don't remember. I think it was just me and Alan. Uh, I mentioned we were t- going back and forth about the opioid addiction. So I'm glad you you covered alcohol this in that mm-hmm. little segment. And then the, I think you're going to go into smoking. If, you, if I'm, Is that nicotine, correct? Uh, smoking, I don't know that much about, except that there's one company that's researching, um, coming up with a formula to help with smoking cessation, but caffeine is the other one that I just read about. And the interesting thing about caffeine and CBD Mm -hmm. is, um, and there's, uh, you can read an explanation of it about the A2A receptor and, you know, the whole biology of it, which I won't get into, but basically if you combine CBD and caffeine, it can give you a, um, a slowed excretion rate of the caffeine so that you won't have the jitters and you'll actually have a more prolonged and drawn out effect from the caffeine, which as long as you're not drinking it at, you know, night where it would inhibit your sleep, it could be a nice benefit of combining the two because it can actually give you the boost, but without the jitters and it can give you a longer duration of the boost that caffeine gives you. So I thought that was kind of interesting too. Yeah, that is very interesting. Um, that, that brings up, that reminds me of when you speak of like caffeine and a little bit of a boost. Um, there's these, you probably know about the five hour energy drinks, right? They've been around for a couple of years now. Uh-huh. They're in every gas station. Um, my buddy who I actually did an interview, his will be the one that will be released. Um, next next week and then this one will be released two weeks from now but the people don't know that they'll just be hearing it on the day it's released <laughs> yes um, <laughs> so um so anyways he was talking about that they actually got these um he had cbd in a it was called a chill shot and it was basically like a five-hour energy um, uh-huh. cbd shot so that uh-huh. reminded me when you when said caffeine that's what that made me remind uh think of and so what did I want to do? Oh, smoking. So yeah, I actually, on my Facebook page, I posted um, a uh, research article that was mentioning that CBD actually can help with um, the addiction side of nicotine and Mm -hmm. helping you, uh, you know, stop smoking. And I think that's, that's a, that's, I think another thing that needs to be stressed over and over again is the reason why CBD for anybody that happens to be listening sounds like there's just no way it's too good to be true that it can cure all these different things or do all these different things. It really comes down to, you know, the ECS, the endocannabinoid system is in our body. And, you know, the reason why it seems to be so special and it seems to be so surprising that it helps so many different things is because most, most pharmaceutical drugs, I mentioned it last episode, most pharmaceutical drugs 
um, they they um, they treat the symptom, not the physiology of the body, they, not the system. So, right. you know, we have an endocannabinoid system, meaning we have a system in our body that is specific to certain cannabis properties. And CBD is, you know, one, you know, you got CBD, THC, and whatever branches off of that, you have that. But this is the, you know, consider it the, you know, the children. These are the two first kids of cannabis. And we have properties in our body that, you know, allow us to, um, or, you know, um, you know, connect with when we take CBD. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's really, it does what it does. It's, it's CBD really does help the whole body and help so many different things. Um, to kind of touch back on, um, you were, we were talking about, uh, the grapefruit and how, how you end up taking CBD, um, or different ways to take CBD. Do you want to kind of give them a little bit of insight on the different formats and how sure. how you can take CBD? I was listening to your uh, your your episode and you you mentioned a lot of good different ways to take it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, CBD can um, it comes in a lot of different formats. It comes in um, edibles and tinctures or oils that go under the tongue, um, vape products topical products um, and each of them have and I'm you know not by any means covering the but but those are sort of four staples that most people think oh capsules and soft gels too of course Um, so those are sort of the main staples and each um, one of those has different um, times when they would be the most useful or the most effective so Mm -hmm. for example edibles are um, great uh, for long duration results, but they don't, um, you don't experience the effects of it very quickly. It, because it goes through your digestive system, it takes a while for the um, effects of the CBD via an edible to take place. So that's the pros and the cons to the edible. For um, tinctures and sublingual products, they do not go through your digestive system. They get absorbed via the blood vessels underneath your tongue. Mm -hmm. And so they um, have much quicker effects on your body, um, but they may not last as long. And vape is another product that um, has quicker effects, but again, it doesn't last quite as long as like an edible. And then soft gels and capsules are sort of, they sort of straddle the fence. Um, They do go through your digestive system. So um, they are not quite as fast acting as a vape or a sublingual, Um, but they are quicker acting than an edible and they do tend to last longer. So they're a nice sort of balance of the two as well. Um, Am I forgetting any? I think, oh, and then topicals, you know, those are useful if you have, you know, joint or muscle or um, tendon, you know, ligament, those kind of problems, because you can pinpoint the problem directly um, with the topical. Yeah. So, um, for example, with somebody who has a sleep disorder, if they can't fall asleep and they can't stay asleep, then using a combination of edibles and vape or edibles and tincture is a good way to go because the vape or the tincture will um, help you fall asleep quicker and then the edible will kick in and allow you to stay asleep. Yeah. 
So combining things sometimes is a really good way, good way to go as well. Yeah, I know. I I tried the vape. Um, I tried. I had tried one bottle back in the day, and I, I liked it. Um, but you know, I also do know that a lot of people don't vape. Mm-hmm. That's kind of one of the. I, I would say that's probably um, more uh, common amongst younger people. Mm-hmm. I, I would yeah. say the vaping probably is, but you know, I do know some um, older people that you know are trying that that do now vape. Um, I guess I'm just now I'm going to go into just explaining my experiences with them. Um, mm-hmm. Edibles back in the day, you know, using the gummies, those are always, you know, I'm always okay with those. I never had a problem with them. Um, and they were gel gummies. Um, so I never had a problem with those. Uh, the tinctures, I, I like those. Um, you know, you shoot those right under the tongue. Uh, there's no issue. Um, most of them all have, you know, either a peppermint or, you know, a hint of lime or, or lemon or some, you know, some type of little added flavor just to, so it's not that dry, bitter taste of, um, you know, oil. And then um, what was the other one? The gel capsules and, and, and pills. I've never actually taken those, so I, I, I can't speak on how those would act. And then what would be the other ones? The rub on the lotions. Mm-hmm. I, haven't, I haven't used that yet, but I do every day in my life use uh the roll-on biofreeze i don't know if you have that in your local walmart or or walgreens that that's a real good product. just the biofreeze yeah D- but yeah, biofreeze no, doesn't my, have cbd in it does yeah it? no no my, okay my, yeah my cbd but that is the roll-on that i do use yeah just every day i use the topicals a lot because i do have you know little aches and pains here and there from you know doing gardening or whatever things will flare up and the topicals are a really nice way of pinpointing, um, you know, a, a specific spot. I think a, another thing that we need to talk about is um, calculating the dosage and how people can evaluate how strong a dose they should take. Because um, it's, I think, the way CBD products are labeled are um, very confusing to the consumer who isn't familiar with what that labeling means. I agree. So um, uh, for those of you listening who don't know how to calculate the dosage, and then we can talk about how to um, figure out the right dosage for you. But the first step is calculating dosage. You'll see bottles that are labeled, you know, 300, 1,000, 3,000, 150, you know, these different numbers of milligrams. And when I first started looking at CBD, I interpreted that to mean that a dose equaled whatever number was on the bottle. So if the bottle said 300 milligrams, I assumed that a dose was 300 milligrams. And I also didn't know what that meant in terms of how strong or weak it was. But um, what that really means is um, that the 300 milligrams is the total amount of CBD milligrams in the bottle. So if there's 30 servings, um, you take the 300 milligrams that is in the bottle, you divide that by the number of servings, so 30 servings, and you come up with 10 milligrams per serving. Correct. Um, so the, um, wait, I just lost my train of thought. Um, so anyways, knowing the, um, d- oh, oh, I know what I was going to say. The, mm-hmm. some bottles are labeled 600 and the same manufacturer will produce Another one that says 300, but the 600 will be two milliliters and the 300 will be one milliliter, which means they're the same dosage. Because again, you divide by the number of servings in the bottle. 
So if you have a 600 milligram bottle that is 60 servings, it's also 10 milligrams per serving. Correct. Okay. So that's something I wanted to make sure people understand. And then I get a lot of people asking, you know, how, how much CBD should I take? Um, and there's a lot of, most people who sell um, good quality CBD and provide good quality information will agree that. Um, start, start little, go up. Start yeah. little and go yeah. up. Yeah. I call it the proportional increment method, but some people call it the step up method. And right. there's a lot of different terms for the same thing. Um, but you basically want to start low and increase. And if you um, start, and start low can also vary from person to person and from um, ailment to ailment and from, um, you know, based on your weight and based on your sensitivity and based on, you know, a, a lot of different factors can determine uh, what is a, a low dosage and what is a high dosage. So um, in general, some people say to start with 25 milligrams. I, I think that's um, higher than needs to be started with. I think you can start with like 10 milligrams and, you know, wait a couple of days. And if you don't see relief, then you increase to 20 milligrams. And if you don't see re relief, you increase to 30. Another thing to factor in is the amount of milligrams per dose that you're taking. Um, and, and um, okay, I'm not saying that correctly. Okay, so I'll say it a different way. Um, You're fine. It, <laughs> it's good to know that your body can only absorb so much CBD at one time. So in other words, if you want to increase to 50 milligrams, it's better to, to take two 25 milligram doses, like one in the morning, one in the evening, than right. it is to take one dose of 50 milligrams. Your body will um, digest or, or um, take in the benefits of the CBD better if you take two smaller doses rather than one big dose. Right. There, there are some guidelines that um, the Mayo Clinic and some other um, places have um, research institutions have put out for the amount of CBD um, that you should take. And I'm not going to go through those because I'm not a doctor and I didn't do this research, but um, I know one good source for that is cbdoilreview.org, and another one is projectcbd.org. Yep. Great one. Um, those are both good sites for um, researching, you know, if you have an ailment and you want to know if CBD will help with it and what um, dosage of CBD you should try, um, those are two good sources for figuring that out. Correct. I think I think always starting small is is safer than going big. In this case, it's good that CBD is non psychoactive, and it's good that it's um, CBD is you know it helps with anxiety. So let's say you do end up taking maybe a little bit too much. If you know you're starting off with CBD and you take a little bit too much, it's you, you know there's no worries. The the worst you know the worst that's going to come is you're going to be a little bit too sleepy and you might be really l relaxed. You know you're not going to it's 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 nothing to be worried about that you're going to be paranoid or that you're going mm -hmm. to have anxiety you know those, yep. those are things that are taken away when you take cbd so you know you take a little bit too much cbd on your first run um you're probably just going to run into you know being really relaxed um 
really, you know, there's going to be really no stress and, and you might be a little bit more tired than you expected. That's, that's really all that can come up of take it too much, but definitely always start with the low dosage and, and, and move higher. I think that was a great point. Yeah. And also as a part of that, um, spinoff of what you just said or, or continuing from what you just said, if, um, you take, for example, 20 milligrams as your starting dose, um, and you find um, that it works, you can decrease until you find the point at which it no longer works. So you don't have to, um, you know, s- taking more doesn't necessarily mean better. If 10 milligrams helps you sleep, it doesn't mean that 20 milligrams is going to help you sleep better. Um, and so you don't always, um, taking more isn't always the better way to go. Sometimes it's necessary. And they've tested um, CBD doses up to huge amounts. Um, I had heard at one point that it was 700 and something milligrams in a day, but it's actually more like a couple thousand milligrams in a day that they've tested. And the worst side effects have been, um, digestive issues and drowsiness, like you mentioned. And some, um, ailments, um, actually require, um, um, larger doses to be effective. There's some researchers in England, um, in the UK who are studying CBD and psychosis, and they've, um, established that a mega dose of 1600 milligrams of CBD can eliminate psychosis. I don't know if that means eliminate it for good, or if that means eliminate it for a period of time, but, um, you know, sometimes a megadose is apparently what is um, recommended in terms of, you know, what the research is showing. Um, One other, one other thing you mentioned is um, that CBD is not psychoactive and everybody says that. Um, I like to differentiate um, between psychoactive and psychotropic um, because CBD technically is psychoactive. It does um, help with anxiety. It helps with psychosis um, it's, you know, been shown to have effects on um, the mind, which means yeah, that it is, point, it is psychoactive. It but, is psychoactive, correct. Yep. Yeah, but, uh, but believe me, everybody says it's not psychoactive. I never even I, thought about it. Like yeah, that. <laughs> I, just, I just like to differentiate that way. Um, psychotropic is, you know, the mind-altering um, effects that like THC um, you know, create and CBD has no psychotropic effect at all. Um, you could take 6,000 milligrams and not have any psychotropic effect from, um, CBD. Um, but it does have, um, psychoactive effects, which is good because we want it to be an anti-anxiety and a anti-stress and all of that, which, which is good. So. Yep. And then there's actually one thing I did want to talk about is, um, you know, in a lot of cases with CBD, it's, it's, it's like any regular medication. If you, if you tend to, if you're going to start new and you're going to start fresh and you want to start something um, different and you choose CBD and, you know, doctor, doctor, you know, your doctor cleared if that's, you know, if you're on other medication. So you got to remember when you start taking CBD, it's, it's, you know, like for both of us, especially with the gummies and my feet and your hip, you know, it might take a couple of days to see if it's actually, you know, working. And mm-hmm. then also, um, don't be, and you mentioned, you know, if your 10 dosage is working, but then you think, Hey, uh, you know, maybe 20 will work better. Or maybe 30 will work better. Cause 20 was working really good for me. Uh, milligrams of your dosage, you know, you don't always have to increase it. And you yeah. also have to sometimes, you know, just stick with whatever you, you might be able to increase it a little bit, but you, you always want to stick 
you want to give it a couple of days to start, you know, working as well as you also want to, you know, wait to maybe increase that dosage because you want to give it a 30 day, you want to put it in your, you know, you want to make it 30 days that you take the, the, the CBD for just like any other medication. Cause that's usually what they do when they give you medication. They, mm-hmm. they give you a certain amount as well as they give you a game plan. You know what I mean? A daily plan of you, you got to take this for 30 days, 15 days. And that's kind of how it always works. So I think people do need to know that too. And, yep. and the other thing I did want to mention that kind of, um, that's kind of funny is um, there's, I, I've seen a couple different videos on YouTube and, and usually it's more so people, uh, some younger, some younger guys, that live in probably I would assume like Colorado or or um, or uh, like California or something where you know THC happens to be legal and medicinal so they have the shops and such things like that and I've seen them um, you know guys like that you know do a thousand milligrams or 15 milligrams you know 1500 milligrams of CBD and they did, nothing really too much ever happens to them other than they explain on camera that they're just really 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 relaxed so right so yeah, high high doses of CBD, you know, that's you know you're not gonna it's not gonna hurt you. You're probably just gonna again, I think like we both agreed, you're just gonna be really, really, really relaxed. And um, you know, you might actually what what did you mention? Psychotropic? Yeah. You actually yeah. reverse reverse that or or you're um, not going to have psychotropic. Yeah, you won't have mind altering yeah. paranoia or something. Exactly. Exactly. What that you're saying? Okay. okay. Exactly. Yeah. Correct. No, I read that even if you take thousands of milligrams um, of CBD, you won't experience psychotropic effects. Okay. okay. Um, so it's it's pretty much impossible to. Um, there's just no. It just doesn't affect the body that way. It's that's not what it does. You know. Yeah. Um, I did read today that taking, uh, you know, sometimes people are drug tested at work and um, CBD will cause a drug test to be positive. And um, I've read a bunch of different opinions on that or different um, explanations of that. Um, Some people say that uh, it, I guess it depends on whether it's a blood test or a urine test or, you know, what kind of test it is. And uh, I'm not well versed on the differences, but what I can say is that um, because most um, full spectrum uh, CBD products have 0.3% THC or at least some trace trace amount of THC, that um, depending on the sensitivity of the drug test, it can pick up on that. So in those cases, what you want to do is um, make sure that you take um, an isolate, something that is only CBD that has zero THC, and that will um, prevent a uh, positive on a drug test. But what I just read today was that even if you take an isolate, um, if you take 2,000 milligrams of it, it can also um, cause a I guess it would be sort of a false positive of, you know, drug tests. So it is important to, you know, consider that if drug testing is part of your life, um, you know, that doing a little bit of checking into that before you actually, you know, take high doses for sure, or take a a full spectrum, um, you know, is, is a good idea. I always thought to myself that I'm glad you brought that up. I always thought to myself, um, if somebody's possibly worried about that or their job happens to drug test, uh, whatever the case may be, I always thought it was good to possibly inform that person that, you know, maybe what you could do on the other hand is keep your receipts 
and maybe just a couple of couple of bottles or a couple of uh, you know whatever you use. Just a couple of definitely keep the receipts, but um, maybe just keep a couple of extra empty bottles or whatever it was that you tinctures bags, whatever yep. it was, just so you can maybe provide it to the um, uh, the drug tester. Uh, whether it's your workplace, whether it's, um, you know, I don't know, the state, wh- whoever it tends to be, just so you could possibly provide that. Because I-, I imagine if you do test positive for the THC, it would probably be minor, you know, it would be it'd be minor results I, I, if they could actually pinpoint, you know, how heavy it was, you know, tested, how much right. it's actually there. I'm sure it would be on a pretty low scale uh, for the simple fact that unless you're taking an isolate, you know, um, most CBD levels are, you know, that, that have the CBD in them that are full spectrum and stuff like that are usually 0.03. That usually tends to be the, the level that they, the state wants it under. It's um, actually 0.3. 0.3? 0. 0. Yeah. 0.3%. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I don't know why I, I always, I a lot of people, that, that's 0. another 0. common 0. thing, but why, yeah. I always thought that. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, thank you for that correction. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, just I would I would keep those receipts maybe on hand and just, you know, maybe a product or two um, empty just just so you could, you know, show that and be like, hey, you know, this isn't what it actually is. I'm not actually using THC. I do have those receipts, you know, that show this is what I've been purchasing at CBD, which then can lead them to go maybe investigate a little bit more about the, the actual product that you're taking where mm-hmm. they then find the lab results and, um, you know, the ingredients and just maybe more that, you know to give the person a little bit more leadway if they're, if they're tend to, if they tend to be scared of, uh, you know, not passing that drug test, especially if this is something that's actually helping them a lot. And they kind of are, you know, they need this CBD because it's helping their health or, you know, chronic pain or whatever it might be. Um, if it happens to be a case where, uh, you know, this is uh, just something you like to do. It's not something that you do every single day and you're like in need of it. Um, especially if it's not, you know, doctor recommended, maybe, maybe just stop for a little bit until you pass that test or just bring it up to the person that you're, that's going to be drug testing you beforehand and just mention it to him. That's, I always thought communication was key when it came to any situations like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I haven't listened to your most recent um, podcast, so I don't know if you've already covered this. I have a blog on it, but if I think, one other thing that is really um, a common question is um, quality issues with CBD because CBD yes. isn't totally regulated. I know in one of your um, podcasts, you talked about how, um, you know, the, the CBD at the corner store isn't uh, the same quality as, you know, some other CBDs and uh, that the quality is definitely important. So I don't know if you wanted to talk about that or if you want me to talk about that, but I think that's another good topic. Yeah, I actually, uh, I don't want to be too, uh, you know, too pro my company, but, um, you know, CTFO, we do, the company that uh, I'm an associate with, you know, we do, we do tend to pride ourselves with, um, you know, quality CBD, because it's very important, because, um, you know, it's just, you got to be safe out there, you you don't want to, you just don't want to take any and everything and a lot of these companies, I think, tend to, <clears throat> they tend to put a lot of fillers, you know, additives in their, um, in their CBDs. I, I just seen an article actually on CBD. It was like, 
Um, and it was kind of it kind of made a, a couple people upset. I definitely put one of the mad faces on Facebook, how I, you know, as my reaction. Um, the way the, the the way the research uh, blog, or the way the research, uh, I don't know what you would call it, the little research here. Click on this link, and then it takes you to a website. The way the, the way the link worded it is, it said CBD vape oils can be dangerous or something like that. They didn't go into detail about saying. No, CBD vape oils aren't dangerous. It's when it's when bad chemicals or bad ingredients get put into right. CBD. You know, let's not generalize right. all of you know. It was kind of right. like bait, and it was kind of you know that's that's off putting because there's a we're we, we're in a realm right now with CBD that where we can't we gotta we gotta make sure we shut out and and get rid of all these bad um, any bad press because it's kind of in a stage where it's starting to be heard about more and, and, and any bad press can push it down and, you know, suppress it. But we're, mm-hmm. we're in a state where we need to make sure that everybody that's pro CBD tells more people about CBD and hopefully those people tell other people about CBD so we can uplift it instead of slow the process of, bring, uh, you know, by bringing it down with, you know, misleading um, links, mm-hmm. and, you know, just, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta look at the results. You gotta look at the, labs and the ingredients yeah. you just got to make sure you got good cbd because there is there are people out there that are just adding stuff to their cbd yeah. or, or trying to even um grow hemp on their own and create their own cbd and that's that's not really good unless you're like certified and you got a good manufacturing um practice stamp you know like our right does that's right one thing that you got to watch out for too is people just trying to sell their own cbd that right oil that might just be you know trash i don't know yep well, um, I know that your company provides lab reports to people, and, and yep. I just want to add that um, my company does as well. And um, I think I think that if there is a company that won't give you a lab result on That's their CBD flag. product, that is a big red flag. Um, you absolutely have to be able to be educated and aware of what, not just whether there's, um, you know, bad additives, but also just in terms of what the different components of that product are, because if one has CBD and CBDA and, you know, whatever else, and the other one only has CBD, you know, it's just, it's a good way to evaluate what you're getting. Um, But certainly knowing um, where it's been sourced and where it's been made and all of that is important because, CBD is available in China, for example, and some um, other like Eastern European countries and places where there's not regulations. So one of the things you really want to make sure that you're getting in your CBD is that it's made from industrial hemp that's been sourced from either U.S. or Europe. In the case of U.S., you want to make sure it's organic. In the case of Europe, they actually have even stronger regulations and just what organic means in the U.S. So U.S. and Europe are the places to get them from. Um, The extraction method is important. Um, You know, most people will will agree that the CO2 extraction method is um, the best or certainly one of the best. There's another, I, I carry my, my company um, is striving to be a, a one, stop shop for all things CBD. And so I carry awesome. other people's lots of different products made by different manufacturers. Right. Right. And, but they're all um, filtered through the same quality standard um, or I, or I don't carry them, but there's a new 
company that I'm considering carrying that does not use CO2 extraction. And I was concerned about that. Um, they use another method and I'm still doing a little research on it before I decide whether I'm carrying them or not. But I can't remember the name of it, but it has something to do with um, like water extraction. It's, it's a whole different process from anything I've ever heard anybody else doing. So I certainly don't want to say that CO2 is the only extraction method that should be used, but it definitely shouldn't be one of the methods that um, brings chemicals into the CBD, which there's a lot of cheaper ways of extracting CBD that does um, put chemicals into the products. And that's what you want to avoid. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. 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 With, with my company, you know, they, they, they got your, you know, uh, your typical, you know, non-GMO pesticide free CO2 extracted um, organic ingredients only. Um, and I think one of the great things about CTFO and their products is um, they're, they're cruelty free um, facility. So that means, you know, no animals were, hurt or tested or abused you know yeah in making those skincare products i know that's a really really big thing when it comes to a lot of the yeah skincare products across yep. America and these makeups and you know these these women's products they tend to be you know some of these places just are using animals to test and that's you know great and dandy but that's not it's not right you know yeah exactly yeah i think cruelty is a is a good uh requirement for especially like you said those topicals and those um, beauty products and so forth that's that's a really good point yeah one of the one of the other things i've seen on this uh, piece of paper where i wrote down a a bunch of stuff is ctfo also um uses uh, no high heat processing that would reduce the potency or um efficiency of the um of the cbd um more than 400 uh phytonutrients um, using no heat or harmful solvents. So yeah, you know. What um, what was the processing that you said? I haven't heard of that. You said it it no, uses no high heat processing. Oh, high heat, high heat. Yeah. Oh, okay. That would reduce the potency. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, I don't. Oh, know and that's the other thing that the lab results will tell you is what the true potency is. Yes. Because yeah. if it's labeled, you know, 500 milligrams, it could be almost 600 milligrams or it could be 300 milligrams and just right. be mislabeled before they did the lab tests and whatnot. So that's another good um, use of the lab test is just to confirm uh, whether you're actually getting the dose that is listed on the on the bottle or on the product. But um, I've rambled enough, Keenan, so we should probably yeah, <laughs> we should probably, probably sign off. Yeah. That's what I was just going to ask. Um, yeah. So as always, uh, I, I, you know, really do extremely appreciate you coming on here and, and giving all your information. A couple of different things that you mentioned, actually, uh, I, I, I wrote down because they were new to me. So so I couldn't be happy for that, for learning something. So I know there's got to be some listeners out there that, that learned something new listening to this podcast. So as always, I appreciate that. And um, if you want to give a, a little bit of information about maybe your business or you just ask a little bit before we get off it. Yes, uh, I do. There's somebody coming to my house and my dog is going crazy. So let me go in the other uh-huh. room where people can actually hear me. You're fine, you're fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> and by the way, I did um, learn a lot, not just from this podcast with you, but from your other podcasts. You're very um, helpful and I think it's wonderful you're doing these. So um, thank you so much for, for that. It's doing nothing but helping the CBD community and that's wonderful. Um, 
So yes, if you want to learn more about my company, you can go to the website. It's um, enlivencbdstore.com, but enliven is spelled funny. So if you want to go, take take note of how it's spelled. It's E-N-L-I-V-E-E-N-C-B-D-Store.com. And I have videos on there and blog posts on there and link to my podcast and um, lots of different information for you. And it'll, um, you know, hopefully give you further education. I also have a chat function. So if you catch me when I'm online or if my uh, customer service representative is online, then one of us can help answer questions too. So please feel free to reach out to us. Awesome. Well, uh, I'm going to give my information just in case you happen to put this on your podcast and the people yep. Um, yep. don't know where to find me. Um, most of my people are listening from either my Facebook page, which is Keenan CTFO or my podcast, which is Keenan CTFO. So it's pretty easy to find me. And, um, they're probably listening through one of those two, uh, places. And if you happen to be listening through, um, Kristen's, um, you know, podcast, then it is, you can find me under Keenan CTFO, K-E-A-N-E-N-C-T-F-O. So, um, I would like to just say thank you. I, I really do appreciate it. This was awesome. And uh, to all the listeners, if you if you have any questions, be sure to ask me or Kristen, and we can we can help you out. You know that's what we're here for. That's why we wanted to do this episode just for you guys. So thank you so much, Kristen. Thank you, Keenan. You've been you've been wonderful to to talk with. So thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye bye. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.